0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12. It's the dozen of random song encounters. Uh, We're coming to you this week, not from our usual location in the SoCal Desert, but instead from beautiful Mesa, Arizona. Weather is pretty much the same, but, uh, you know, making a little trip to visit the family for a few days. Uh, It's been, you know, we've been busy, busy, busy as of late with all the traveling around and uh, fresh from the Peter Gabriel show over the weekend, which is a great show. But in spite of that, you know, the podcast must go on. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into it and something hard and fast from Joan Jett.
1: is my sense of
2: Never give up, it's such a wonderful life Wonderful
0: we have segment one started off with a bang and closed it out with a whimper Uh, let's go back to the bang and uh, the beginning Uh, we had of course Joan Jett uh, for her first solo LP in Bad Reputation from 1980 uh, album title of the same name Um, again it was her first solo LP after the breakup of the original band she was in called The Runaways an all girl band One of the first, if not the first, all girl, or most, or I guess popular all girl bands back in the 70s. Um, Watched a a documentary about Joan Jett the other night, and uh, because of that, and you know, I'd seen how tough it was for them to get started being an all girl group, trying to break into rock and roll, and you know, everything they had to go through, and then uh, herself after. Uh, going solo, having the same types of issues, uh, so I throw I throw this in there as kind of just a, you know, shout out to Joan Jett and, the sh- and her struggles and everything she's gone through, and, the, and you know, just got uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. So you know, uh, good things do happen. Uh, this was her first solo LP again for the third time, uh, recorded as just Joan Jett. Before uh, her backing band, the Black Heart, Hearts, were formed. Uh, there's a video out for this thing, where it reenacts uh, her trying to get her her manager trying to get 23 record labels uh, to sign them uh, to release this album, and showing all 23 record labels rejecting them, and then the subsequent, you know, uh, uh, turnaround uh, when they finally got the the uh, album released and went to the top of the charts and you know kind of smack in your face but uh, yeah there at the time there were only 23 record labels they tried to get every single one to sign nobody would sign them Um, the album uh, also features you know wouldn't know this but members of the sex pistols and blondie on various tracks who she had run into through you know touring around uh, with them with uh, as part of the runaways uh, the title of the song even refers to her, her when she was in the Runaways and you know her bad reputation that she had developed. So there you have that Joan Jett. Uh, second, we had a another uh, crazy good female artist, Patty Smith, from the Patty Smith Group at the time, and her song "Dancing Barefoot" from the 1979 album Wave, her fourth LP third and final lp though as the patty smith group after that she um took a hiatus for eight nine years and then came back just as a solo artist patty smith um the song title is is kind of or the song itself is written and supposedly dedicated to the mistress of the artist amadeo magliani uh her name is uh jean hebitern And she had uh, it's written around this uh, the premise that love is an addiction and uh, what had happened apparently is that the two had met Uh, she served as his mistress and and his muse Uh, she he painted you know several paintings of her as part of uh, his work they fell madly in love they had a child together uh, she was pregnant with her second child uh, and he died of uh, got ill and some you know who knows disease and died and she was distraught over his death they were you know madly in love she moved in I think with his parents or his relatives and within five days of his dying she threw herself out a window and killed herself and their unborn child so there you go crazy love Um, the album itself again uh, was produced by none other than Todd Rundgren who we've spoken of before uh, and his multi-talents so there you have that Um, thirdly we heard a group called Hurts out of the UK and their song Wonderful Life off a 2010 LP Happiness which was their debut Um, the song itself is based on two extremes uh, a man who wants to kill himself he's going to throw himself off a bridge and then love us love at first sight uh before he throws himself off the bridge a woman appears they talk she talks him into you know not killing himself they they have this love and first sight attraction they fall madly in love and you know you don't know what happens after that they don't fast forward in time but at least that's the the premise and the two extremes that the song's based on you know it's kind of like uh with me. It's going to be, you know, everything's going to be fine. Um, the two, uh, this is a duo group out of the UK, and they played for, with, with some bands together before breaking the band up and, and deciding, you know, let, we're going to do this as a duo. We like this sound we make together, and let's, let's move forward. Um, last but not least, we heard Why Does It Always Rain On Me by the uh, Scottish group Travis from their 1999 album, The Man Who. Uh, which was their second LP. Uh, they formed in 1990, and their band name was based on a character from the 1984 film *Paris, Texas*, who some of you older folks may know, or you some of you movie buffs. Uh, one of the characters in the name in the movie is called Travis Henderson, so they based their band name on that. Um, the they, they kind of became fam- you know more famous. They were trying to you know. Uh, get a big break in the record business they had a deal Uh, they put out the second album you know a lot of expectations but it wasn't selling as much they ended up playing the glastonbury festival if if you know what that is out in or in in the uk in 1999 and during the day it had been dry all day no rain nothing that as soon as they went on and they started playing this song it started to rain and so, and supposedly, you know, we're not sure if this is, this part is true, but I've heard stories where it's also, and it stopped right after the song ended. Uh, so, it, nonetheless, it created this huge media buzz and fan buzz and, you know, the, all over Glastonbury, they were the big deal uh, just because of what had happened during that, that particular song. So, from there on, they, they became, uh, you know, the album became wildly famous and the song itself was, was greatly famous. Uh, so there you have it. Then we've uh, got into segment one, got, that, got through that. Let's uh, head on right into segment two and a song by a group called The Liars, but not the liars you would think of. We can talk about that after the turn, and let's go.
3: Old friends who stopped being boys There was Howard C. Green Just turned 33 His leather chair waits at the bank And Sergeant Dow Jones 27 years old Commanding his very own tank But Lather still finds it a nice thing to do To lie about nude in the sand Drawing pictures of mountains that look like bumps and thrashing the air with his hands. But wait, whole lather's productive, you know. He produces the finest of sound putting drumsticks on either side of his nose, snorting the best licks in town. plainly say, is it true that I'm no longer young? And the children call him famous, what the old men call insane. And sometimes he's so nameless that he hardly knows what game to play, which words to say. And I should have told. I should have let him
4: Come up and sit down.
0: There you have segment two. And let's go work our way backwards this time, up the ladder from where we just came from. Uh, we started out with a song called Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors. They're an Australian band from their 1992 album called Cut, which was their seventh LP. Uh, really great band. They're one of those guys uh, or groups that you know uh, had, been, had been around for a while. Uh, had a lot of success in Australia and other places, but could never quite uh, crack the U.S. market. Had a little bit of success here and there, but you know they had always, always, uh, you know, failed to hit it really big in the U.S. But they have a lot of great tunes. I really like them, uh, which is why I ended up playing this, uh, one of my favorite bands from Australia. Uh, the song itself is is written uh, after reading. A book called the passion about Napoleon back in 1812 uh, marching towards Russia and where his failed march to Russia uh, you know his hit the hit the winter months and his his uh, army was decimated and obviously failed uh, he's changed it around to kind of uh, you know tie it to chasing after the Holy Grail and then uh, you know it's all based on the idea that You know regardless of what happens stay true to your quest and keep moving forward don't give up so on and so forth so great tune by them uh before that we heard a little bit of a novelty song by uh, harry nielsen out of la called coconut from his 1971 album nielsen schmielsen uh, his seventh lp Um, it's sung in three characters uh, the narrator the woman and then a doctor um, you know, it's all about, you know, she, the the woman <laughs> mixes a concoction of uh, lime juice and coconut juice and drinks it and gets sick, calls the doctor in the middle of the night and doctor says, you know, he's annoyed because he called her up. So he says, you know, screw, her, you know, screw this, uh, drink the same concoction, mix some more lime and coconut, drink it up, call me in the morning. I'll tell you what to do then. So like I said. Uh, cute little novelty song, but I uh, kind of like the, the groove of it. Um, you you hear a little bit in this song, but Harry Nilsson is, is known for kind of pioneering back in the day vocal overdubs that were experimental. So if you hear to that, hear, listen to that song closely, you'll hear some of that overdubbing that he's he became famous for. Uh, he's one of the few artists to have big success in the music business without having to perform, you know, live or tour regularly, which is a, you know, kind of an oddity, uh, especially back in those days. He started out as a songwriter back in the mid-60s, writing songs for others, and then uh, you know, went into his own deal, uh, was usually popular back in the late 60s, uh, early 70s. There was even an interview in 1968. Uh, where the Beatles were asked what their favorite American group was, and they said Nielsen. Um, unfortunately, uh, lost Harry Nielsen in 1994. He was recording uh, what was to be, end up being his last album called Lost and Found, and uh, passed away uh, in the LA area, Gower Hills, I think it was. So, prior to that, we heard a song called Day- Daydream Nation by uh, a, not really a group, and the group is called Head Like a Kite out of Seattle off his uh, 2008 LP, There Is a Loud Laughter Everywhere, which is the second LP. The band is, is really uh, another one of these uh, soul artists, a uh, guy named David Aynmo, uh, and he kind of just put this thing together as a way to play music and record with different guest artists, and explore the process and different genres of music and, you know, see what they could come up with in that kind of a, kind of a process. Uh, really great song that that I picked up on somewhere and, and i 've always always really liked it uh, The singer in this band is is uh, from another band like i said one of these collaborations called smoosh also in uh, out of the seattle area and uh, her name is aisha savedra i 'm sorry i probably butchered that, but uh, out of this song came uh a collaboration, and then they formed another band together called uh, Daydream Nation, same title as the song. And so they're, they're recording music, and I can think they've put some, already put out an album or ready to put out an album under the Daydream Nation uh, title. Before that, we went way back to 1968 and Lather by Jefferson Airplane out of San Francisco off of their fourth LP, Crown of Creation. The song was written by Grace Slick, who's the... You know the female member of the band and uh uh it was written about one of the groups uh about the group's drummer a guy named spencer Dryden uh who was twenty nine at the time and grace's boyfriend uh It's all about you know a boy who stays as young as he can for as long as he can and until one day he's shattered by having about hearing that he's finally has to grow up um <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the airplane actually, when recording this album Crown of Creation or prior to recording it, they got their manager to buy this 20-room mansion in San Francisco on Fulton Street, and which had a basement recording studio, and that's where they ended up uh, living in, in a communal setting and recording there and put the whole thing together there and they, they, the place was called the Airplane House or the mansion uh, there in San Francisco. Uh, and then we started off with a group called the Liars, out of Boston, and their song "Help You Ann," off the 1980 1984 uh, album On Fry, which was their first full-length album that they put out. Um, it's not liar L I A R, but liar L Y R E S, which is uh, a harp-like U-shaped uh, stringed instrument uh, that dates back to ancient Greece time, Greece times, or Greek times. Uh, <clears throat> Not sure that where they came up with that name. I haven't seen anything that, that recalls that, but you know, there you go, The Liars. Uh, this was their, their signature song. They're kind of a one-hit wonder. Uh, put out a couple other uh, things, but nothing really stuck. Uh, like I say, it's their signature song and their best-known song, one of the best-known songs of the 80s. There was a big garage band. Uh, style revival in the 80s and this was is kind of the best known song out of that revival and a great tune so uh in itself and so we're now through two segments heading into the final turn uh segment three and let's get a little um southern blues rock started and the allman brothers band And that's a great way to finish up today's episode, segment three. Um, We went a little guttural there on the prior song and then finished on a high note. But uh, let's go back to the beginning of the segment and work our way back down. We started off with the Allman Brothers Band, uh, formed in Florida, based in Georgia. As everybody knows, or most people know, uh, their song Trouble No More off their 1969 debut album, also called Allman Brothers Band. The song is a remake of a tune that was recorded by the great blues legend Muddy Waters back in 1955. Uh, the Allman Brothers Band is, was formed by brothers Dwayne and Greg Allman back in the day. Um, within But within uh, a couple of years of putting down this debut album uh, in 1971 and 72, they lost two of their original members, Brother Jane, Dwayne Allman and Barry Oakley, uh, who was the bass player, both to motorcycle accidents within a year of each other, uh, which is crazy wild. Um, but they kept going. Uh, they've got a great catalog of music out there. Back in the day, you know, great you know blues rock jam band. Um, uh, so what more can you say about those guys? We, after that, we went to Right and Wrong by Joe Jackson, out of the UK, and uh, relocated and uh, been working out of New York City for a long time now. Off his 1960-86, sorry, 60-86 album called Big World. Uh, his name was originally David Jackson, but he picked up the name Joe uh, based on his resemblance to a British puppet character called Joe 90. Uh, people used to always call him uh, Joe, uh, or in reference to the Joe 90 thing. So he he took to it and uh, legally changed his name in 1978 to Joe Joe Jackson. Um, started out as a rock new wave artist. Uh, a lot his earlier LPs have that rock new wave sound, but his over the years has, has kind of worked in all kinds of genders of music. Um, you know, swing and blues and jazz and classical and salsa. Uh, he's just been all over the place and always, always uh, uh, done well at it. Put about, put out great music. This particular album is a live LP, although it, you know it has that kind of a live sound, but you don't have any crowd noise, and that's intentional. It was recorded, recorded in kind of in front of a live audience in New York City, and all, but with and all the songs are new original songs. Uh, they're they don't they weren't recorded on another you know non-live album prior to this. Uh, Joe wanted to capture the intensity and spontaneity of uh, live performance on the record, but he didn't want the background, noise uh, you know, crowd noise. So what he did, got a group of folks together and said, hey, we're going to do this, but I don't want you to make any noise <laughs> during the, the recording of the songs until you're sure the song is over with, and then you can applaud. So you don't hear any of that throughout the throughout the whole thing. But you can kind of hear that kind of intensity of, and sound of a live, a live recording. So uh, great idea. Uh, and it worked. After that, we went guttural, literally, uh, with a group called the Gutter Twins and Flow Like a River off their 2005 uh, EP this, uh The group Gutter Twins is a collaboration between uh, Greg Doley Who's uh, the lead, you know, uh, frontman for the group Afghan Wigs, and Mark Lanigan, who was the frontman for a group called the Screaming Trees back in the day. Uh, they've regularly contributed to each other's projects since about 2000, uh, I don't know 2000 or so. Uh, so uh, this is nothing new for them. They just decided to uh, to form this group uh, as a way to put their their music out uh, mutually. Um, the name of the group Gutter Twin Twins comes, come, uh, comes from a pun in homage to the Rolling Stones, because it's a pseudonym to uh, the name Mick Jagger and Keith Richards used when they're publishing Stones music called the Glimmer Twins. Um, All right, uh, the the song. I think the song was also originally I'm yeah I was almost mistaken there but I'm pretty sure this song was originally written and recorded by a band called Eleven in LA uh, which back in the day included members of Red Hot Chili Peppers it was Flea Hillel Slovak and Jack Irons were in this group Eleven uh, and uh, you know they eventually met up and, and started Red Hot Chili Peppers, but um, uh, the Glimmer Trends were, were fans of the group 11, and uh, you know I think they even uh, wrote a memorial to uh, the lead singer when she passed away of uh, cancer or something of that sort, uh, followed them, so they took, and took this song and, and re-recorded it and put it on this EP. Last but not least, we heard Flagpole Sitta by uh, Harvey Danger out of Seattle. Off their 1997 LP, "Where Are All the Merrymakers Gone," which was their debut album, um, they were formed by a couple of guys who uh, were working at the University of Washington journalism as as or well not working but they worked on the school newspaper but uh, they were journalism students at the University of Washington. They developed a cult cult following, but um, never much more than that. They were uh, you know they had this one hit flagpole sit a one hit wonder. Uh, you know, and had always tried to shake that, uh, as you know, wanted to get out of the one-hit wonder deal, trying to make some better music, get, and not be known for just flagpoles. That it never worked out uh, until they broke up in 2001. Uh, they reformed again in 2004, and then shut it down for good in 2009. Um, the The name of the group, uh, Harvey Danger, comes from a phrase that was graffitied on the wall of a student newspaper office. Uh, so, there you have it closing out segment three and the episode this week. Uh, Let's uh, move on and close this thing out. Well, we've come to the end of another episode of Random Saw Encounters. Again, uh, it's episode 12, The Dozen. Next week we'll have The Baker's Dozen, 13. Uh, And also next week we're going to be coming to you again from a remote location, a super secret, exciting location uh, that we'll share with you next week. Looking forward to that. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard and glad to have you. And if you've been a a loyal follower, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, spend some time with us every week uh, for an hour or so and uh, hope you enjoy the music. Uh, Again, I enjoy bringing it to you. I think we're going to call this episode Wonderful Life because I'm having a wonderful life at this point in time, just uh, hanging out with you all and uh, doing whatever comes to mind. So. Enjoy the rest of your week. We're enjoying it in Mesa, Arizona, and we'll catch you again next week. Bye for now.